everybody has a superpower, I always say. So use your superpower for good. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Benjamin Ringel, and today on the pod, we have an interview recorded earlier this month on August 5th during our bi-weekly radio show on River West Radio. That's right, beyond the amazing content you get from our podcast feed, every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m., you can tune in to River West Radio at 104.1 FM or listen through their website to hear interviews with local community leaders and activists. On this episode, you'll hear producer Casey O'Hollick and I speak to Lexi Brunson, who is the CEO and editor-in-chief of Copyright Magazine, which, as you'll hear Lexi say in a bit, covers all things urban here in Milwaukee. Just to preface this interview and tell you why you need to hear from Lexi, let me just read her bio, which makes me rethink how boring and bland my own bio is. Lexi is obsessed with all things urban. She believes that there is a beauty between every sidewalk crack and alleyway. She is outspoken, confident, and her creativity allows her to view the world way outside the box. Her passion for social equality, freedom of expression, and goofy wit makes her just the right combo of kick-ass to get any job done. She makes it happen. Right? Like, that's so good. I know you want to keep listening. But before we jump into things, I just want to mention two things. Our director of marketing and brand identity, Elizabeth McLaren, who is a genius, created some amazing resources on our website for you to get involved in a variety of ways in racial justice work here in the city of Milwaukee and an elections page that as we approach upcoming elections locally or nationally uh, will continue to be updated and have important information about how to vote, who is on the ballot and all other things related to elections and voting. Another thing. Have you ever clicked on a news article only to be told you have met your article limit? Shouldn't the news be accessible to all? I mean, I understand subscription fees, but here at Bridges City, all our content is is free and accessible no matter what. What we do instead is ask supporters to be part of our team voluntarily through Patreon.com. You can visit Patreon.com slash City, and at just $4.14, you can become a patron and help support our work so that we don't have to rely on those frustrating paywalls. Please consider being a supporter, and for a limited time, all supporters receive a Bridge the City t-shirt that reminds you and your friends to buy, connect, and vote local. Alrighty, without further ado, here's Lexi Brunson, CEO and Editor-in-Chief of Copyright Magazine. Yeah, so Copyright Magazine is an online and in-print publication and media platform that represents all things urban through a creative lens. So we cover music, fashion, community, culture, um, and everything in between that. And so what it does is allow really for creatives to express themselves, have a media outlet that is ran by creatives, understands lifestyle, and also understands what's going on locally. So our hashtag is support the local. We want to make sure that we support our local creatives while telling their stories and making sure that they have the kind of support that they need in our community to succeed. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I think especially during quarantine, what we learned is the arts and journalism is more important than ever and more appreciated than ever. So I'm so glad that you're giving the 
Milwaukee scene, um, some space to, sh- to share those ideas in such a cool platform. Um, what inspired you to pursue a career in journalism and media? So actually, it came by happenstance. I actually uh, went to school at Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design to be an interior designer. While I was there, I had a writing course. And for our final project in the writing course, our professor told us, write about something that inspires you, something that you're passionate about. And what was inspiring in me at the time were my friends and my peers and the people around me. I, were, I was friends with musicians and poets and photographers. So what I did was I went out and I just talked to them. I did interviews and I documented it in a magazine layout. Because we're in art school, they wanted us to produce something that was more than just a paper. And what happened was I had this great magazine and I got a wonderful grade, but it was beyond the grade. I bring it back to my peers and the people in my community and my friends. And they were like, Lexi, why doesn't this exist? And so I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, we need something like this. So, you know, I did a little research and looking around and there wasn't anything like that in Milwaukee. Of course, we have media outlets, but they didn't have that same focus and that same lens. And so after I graduated from college, uh, me and my business partner at this time decided like, hey, let's let's do this magazine thing. And it kind of just grew from there. And uh, I wound up going back to school to get a master's in media studies to kind of even have a more emphasis on that. And it's just been growing and expanding ever since. Yeah. And this is a beautiful magazine. If um, anyone's listening to this right now and they haven't seen it, I really suggest the next time you're in front of a computer or a mobile device, whatever, check out Copyright Magazine's website. It's just, I mean, I'm just flipping through the most recent issue, which was, I believe, issue 14, the fashion and style one. Actually, and, it was issue 15. Oh, okay. That's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, maybe the fashion and style just kind of uh, caught my eye here. That's what I'm flipping through right now. And I got to ask, this is not one of the, uh, the pre-written questions, but in that uh, issue 14, there's a photo shoot towards like maybe the the back end of the magazine that's just taken in a beautiful house. Yes. Where or it looks like a house. Where was that shot? I'm just curious. Um, and the Vista Terrace, um, right off of what is that Lake Drive around there. So it's this beautiful uh, museum house. Yeah. Place that it, they're just wonderful. It's really wonderful. They allowed us to come in and take the photos and really just use the space to really express what what the vision was. And that's usually what we usually do. We find a location or a photographer that has a vision. We'll come together with um, whoever we're going to feature as a designer at the time or use our fashion editor, what his vision is at the time. And we kind of just go from there. We find places in Milwaukee and we just work with them. And we have a lot of beautiful places here in Milwaukee, which is really great for us to be able to tap into those resources and actually show that to our audience yeah i mean honestly i i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't know that the i've never been to the the, the vista terrace and so like it just looks like you all went to europe or something for this photo shoot it is beautiful <laughs> yeah exactly so like i said like there's these hidden gems in our city that you won't know about but if you just really look and i mean you can just find a lot of inspiration out there and like i said like we cover you know a lot of creative things and so like interior design is a part of that you know location 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 you know given that aura that feel all of that comes into play so it's really important that we document those things and give those the same kind of elevation that we do our music scene and other things like that 
Yeah, and you pretty much touched on it a bit already, but I do want to just make sure you have the opportunity to just point out more directly and explicitly what makes Copyright Magazine unique relative to some of the other magazines people might have heard about, like Milwaukee Magazine, for instance. Well, to be honest with you, we practice what we preach. So we are creatives talking about creative things. We are uh, urban people talking about urban things. We have features from musicians and artists who are actually expressing about their own story. We're just the platform. You know, I have a skill set that allows me to, to communicate with creatives and tell their story the way they want their story told. That's what I do. I'm just, I'm just the middleman and I'm, I'm happy to be that. Um, but I would say other media outlets in Milwaukee um, they have a need to work sometimes on a commercial side. That's not the motivation for copyright. It is really community. It is really the local. It is, is really the people. And we know our audience. We know the people we're talking to in our magazine. So it's way more intimate. And we can get a lens from people that they're really not going to tell to anybody else, which um, gives us the opportunity to actually tell real stories that can inspire, that can touch you in a way that goes beyond just making money, but really impacting our community and thus our world. You spoke a little bit about um, you being the middleman, the kind of that person that connects the reader to the creative side of Milwaukee. Is there a favorite issue that you have or a story that's been featured in the magazine? That so, might, that's a hard question. So hard. And they're all my favorite um, because they're all opportunities to learn something about other people, which is always inspiring for me. Um, so I always say like the last issue we've done is my favorite. That's always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last issue we did was issue 15 um, called Facets of Love. And what that issue allowed us to do were talk to different creatives about different forms of love. So how they get through love, um, how they create through love, um, how they interpret love and different things like that. And what that does is allow people to understand what love looks like. And especially on my own journey. So I've recently just had a child. Um, I'm in a relationship that's dynamic, which is not something that everybody would necessarily agree with. So it also gave me opportunity to express my interpretations of love or how I feel about myself and my community and the things going on around me. And which is super important. I think those are sides of creativity that people don't often see that usually people make because of love, because they have a passion, because they're inspired. And so one, this issue was one of those issues that really allowed me to touch in and look at people from a different lens. And I think that's really important to see the beauty of somebody's journey through the idea and the lens of love. Yeah, I love that. It looks like most of the magazines have like a theme to them. Is yeah. that fair to say? How do um, how do you or your team come up with those themes, and how does that drive the contents of each issue? Yeah, so usually we'll we'll have a meeting and we'll talk about like, what are you feeling right now? What's going on? Let's have this talk. You know, big picture. Like, what's going on in our city? What's going on personally? And that really drives the idea. What what have we seen? What are creatives doing? What do you, what are some commonalities that creatives are touching upon? And we kind of thread those things together and we're like, hey, you know, I really feel like 
this musician is really like hitting the beat right now. Let's talk to them and see, you know, what do they feel about something that's going on in our society? And let's talk to this visual artist about the same concept and see how that plays into their creativity. And then we draw those connections together and we're like, you know what? It's summertime. It's love. It's this, it's that, you know, let's, let's have a, an inspirational photo shoot about that and let's make it glam. Let's make it super fashion. Let's make it super, you know, aesthetically driven. It just depends. So it's really a conversation between me and my staff and um, what's going on around us. We're listening. We're listening to our community. And that kind of is how we navigate um, what's going to come out next. Flexi, what's the most difficult, challenging part about running a magazine? Having content that actually matters. So it's really easy in today's society to just push out content, just to have content. People want to be seen. People want to be known. Um, people want to have the flash and the pizzazz. And like I was saying before, you know, we're not driven by money. Of course, we want to make money, but that's not the drive for us. So what happens is that we're really analyzing what's going on. And sometimes people are not on the same page as that. And so it's hard to create content that is actually original and not generic and not motivated by these outside forces um, and have that in a timely manner, especially right now during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, we learned about Copyright Magazine after seeing some of our past guests like Kanita Hickman and Emerald Mills post about a new collective. This is a collective, um, which is a collective group of Black women entrepreneurs who have united for the purpose of unifying voices in support of buying Black. Can you talk to us about this collective? Yes. So, you know, it was brought to my attention um, by Kanita that, you know, we have some Black entrepreneurs, Black women entrepreneurs in this city. And it would be nice for us to just be able to reach out to each other as resources, really elevate each other, we're, um, and really have a sisterhood um, that can kind of help us cultivate our own businesses and, you know, elevate each other. It's very hard as an entrepreneur. It's very hard being a person of color. It's even harder being a woman of color. So we have this commonality and the whole idea is that we want to see each other win. And so what it allows us to do is actually support each other. So, you know, if somebody sees uh, the, the message I put out on copyrights page and they see the logos of these other entities, they're like, hey, where are these entities? And then they can go and look at them and what they're doing. So the idea is that we all have an audience, we all have a fan base, these different things. Why not use that to our advantage to help each other, create a greater good, support each other and uh, build our community, um, starting with Black women of color? That's excellent. And I, you know, that makes me think back to just how like women are raised. We're told to like other women are our competitors that we're competing, that we're not supposed to be friends. We're not supposed to want each other to win and to see something to like this collective come together in such a way that you, you like actively are, are rooting for each other in a way that's not just a friendship, but also in an entrepreneurial space is incredibly, um, incredibly refreshing. Right. So there's this concept that uh, there's not enough seat at the tables and everybody can't eat. Mm -hmm. And that's false. That is not true. There is enough resources in this world that we can share them. And if people weren't constantly in competition, we would have more. 
And so usually communities that win often put their resources together to elevate each other. Mm -hmm. And that has been taken away from the black community for a long time. And so what we're trying to do is reinforce the idea that we are a unit, that we can be together and we can strive for greatness. And it it starts here. Yeah. And so it sounds like just kind of having that on your mind, if you are an entrepreneur, could be really helpful in terms of being productive in, in Milwaukee in particular. But what adv- what specific advice do you have for other Black women entrepreneurs? Don't be afraid to fall first. I think all too often we get put in a position that we have to just get something that's stable and sturdy so we can survive. And what's happening is that generationally, we're like, go do this. This is considered a good job. This will make you enough money. This will make you benefits. Go do that. And that's how you raise your family. That's what you do. But what happens is we're not satisfied. We, we're, we're not satisfied. We're not able to follow our passions. And you have to be willing to go against the grain. And it's very hard being in the position (laughs) as a woman of color because there are already barriers that are set up against us. But you have to find people who are around you um, who have like ideas and you keep going. You keep going. So don't be afraid to fail the first time because if you're actually passionate about something, you will succeed. I love that. So I'm, I'm still looking through the magazine here and I know that there has to be a team behind it, behind the magazine, because there's just so much goodness here. Who is on the copyright magazine team? So we currently have a fashion editor whose name is Vato Vergara. Well, his real name is Carlos, but he likes to go by Vato. So that's what we're going to call him, Vato Vergara, um, who is a very intricate part of the team. Um, We have a people person who is our PR go-to, which is Tiffany Bean. Um, I also have three employees who are, one has turned into a journalist. It started off as an intern, um, Carrie Mahone. Um, And I also have Imani Ortiz. And uh, I have another uh, intern that's coming on the ranks for the end of this summer. And we have a lot of creatives that we freelance out to who help us with photography and different things like that. So it's kind of like a moving scale. So that's like the base of our team. And then I, I often, you know, reach out to freelance designers, freelance photographers, um, just creatives in the city. Because what I really like to do is have a different um, appeal and feel for every issue. So really just using those resources and using the creatives that are around to really make this thing happen. Right before we went on, literally like five minutes before we went on, I was on Instagram classic and I saw copyright magazines Insta and you all posted a picture of the, um, the black lives matter mural. Yeah. Right. And so the, for those unfamiliar, there's this beautiful mural, um, at the intersection of MLK and locust and yeah, so you were there. Were you help painting? I, I was put there. It back? I was there all night. <laughs> I was yeah. there all night helping to paint. So yeah, I was one of those creative assistants on that team. So like I said, you know, my background is art um, and design. So that is one of those things, you know, um, Vidal Hill, great artist from the city. Also my partner, um, you know, he's doing this. <laughs> 
Um, and he's like, you know, I need, I need some more hands. You know, you want to help out. And obviously, you know, I want to cover it and I want to support. But really, this is a part of the lifestyle. We're constantly out doing these kind of things. And this is the kind of stuff I'm covering anyway. So be a, to be a part of it is, is really important. Um, we were out there all night. So 7 to 6 a.m. this morning. So 7 p.m. last night to 6 a.m. this morning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for making the, <laughs> the show here. Of yeah. course. Of course. But yeah, just doing stuff like that. And it was so great. The vibe was great. You, you had people, you know, coming, peering around like, what's going on? You know, we had we had music playing out the like the speakers and out the truck and the cars and stuff. And it was just really nice. And it's just really nice to be able to spread that that message um, in our city about something that is really, really close to our hearts and really something that's really impactful on a national scale. And like I said, like art is one of those ways where we can express ourselves. And that's just one of the ways I do. That's one of the ways I contribute to our community and those voices. I'm a part of that community. And that's like one example of how I'm actually i like to say i'm actually in the field you know yeah yeah no. in the field doing the things that we're talking about so i actually live the lifestyle and that's that's one of those things so yeah that's, thank you that's yeah. awesome i feel like we never had somebody literally the day after they, they did something <laughs> that monumental and impactful in the city like in terms of like an art project and then just hop right on bridge of city so this is this is a first for us yeah. um i think casey's curious about the next the next issue of copyright magazine yes. and i am too so <laughs> yeah so two things first um if you could tell us like what when's it going to be released maybe or like what are your ideas around it and then also like how do we subscribe like how do i get this physically in my mail um because it's it's gorgeous yeah so so we had already started pre-planning the next issue of copyright magazine and then boom we have this pandemic so we were really going to be focusing on what was going on um, in Milwaukee, how we were making this big turn, you know, all this money was going to be coming to our city, the DVD mm -hmm. and different things like that. So we were going to have this Milwaukee issue kind of like talking about those things. But then the pandemic happened and we're like, wow, you know, this is something that is super impactful to our city and our life in the world. So how are creatives treating this? What's going on? What's going on next? And so that's kind of the theme. It's like, what do we where do we go from here? And so it's been very hard trying to get the content from this because you have to understand, like, everything is different. We're doing right. everything virtually. Um, things that would be face-to-face -face interviews, we can't have those, or, you know, it's really hard to navigate people out at home with their kids like me, you know, so we're really trying to have that content brought together in a realistic way, but we're really trying to navigate this space right now. So well, where does copyright go from here? We're in this pandemic and, you know, we don't, we don't know what's next. And so it's navigating that. So it is slated to come out the beginning of September, but to be honest, we're not going to rush it because one thing about being a socially responsible media outlet is that we care about our community and our people and we're not going to rush it just to mm -hmm. create content. We want it to be real. We want it to be authentic. And so we're, we're working on that right now and we hope that we meet our deadline. And if we don't, well, I'm the boss. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> just push it back. <laughs> I love that outlook. That's yeah. very, it's a healthy way to do things, I think. Um, and you also asked how you can get a physical copy of Copyright yes. Magazine. So on our website, we have a link for you to go and subscribe. And you can subscribe for a yearly magazine. Uh, you can also 
just get one-off issues. So if you just like a current issue, you can get it. Um, and that's how you get a physical issue. We also sell at the, we sell um, at different local places so you can get them there. Um, and you can also read it online. So if you can't get a physical mag magazine, which right now the world is super digital, we do offer it online as well. So you can go through and read an issue online on our online platform. So, Yeah. And if any listeners are still on the fence, I mean, this is beautiful here. I'm currently on the uh, subscription page I'm on my computer here. And after this, uh, I think I'll go, go to the, the cart as well and check out here with some, <laughs> with some issues. But Lexi, one thing that makes Bridge the City unique is that every single one of our episodes ends with a tangible action step that kind of advises, lis advises listeners on how to get engaged in the community. Yeah. Uh, what is your action step for listeners and how to get involved and make a difference in the community, either through the just, you know, a general lens of being an everyday resident or perhaps uh, somebody who's looking to get involved uh, in entrepreneurship? Yeah. So one important thing, especially for our community, is making sure you support the local. So if you if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to support local entrepreneurs, you should shop local. You should go to local spaces, do all those things, go to local media outlets. That's where you get the essence of our community. That's how you support your community. That's how you learn how to support your community. Also, be socially responsible. So we have a lot of things going on in society right now, which now define who we are as a people. And so what you should be doing is using your own skill set, your own means to be able to contribute to our society. Everybody has a superpower, I always say. So use your superpower for good. So if mine is media, if mine is creativity, if mine is speaking up for my community, then that's what I do. And I make sure I do that holistically so everybody can do their own little thing. Every little bit counts. Thanks for listening to Bridges City and a big thank you to Lexi Brunson with Copyright Magazine. If you have not already, please go check out Lexi and her team's amazing work that brings the urban life of Milwaukee alive. You can check out the link in the show notes. They are doing beautiful work. Lexi also mentioned the collective of other black women entrepreneurs in the episode. We've actually interviewed three others who are part of that collective. So I encourage you to go back and listen to our interviews with them. That's Kanita Hickman, Emerald Mills, and Anita Magaka. And you can find their episodes on our website. But let me just ask, are you still on the fence about becoming a patron of Bridges City? Still on the fence about why Bridges City is an important asset to our community? Well, don't just take it from me. Listen to one of my favorite supporters. I just wanted to tell you, I just listened to Bridge the City. Very interesting. It's so nice that you have that because I never know who to vote for. And, um, yeah, it was just so interesting. I'd like to listen, with, you know, about, um, you know, other uh, candidates for other um, elections. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. That's right, folks. That was my grandma going on about how much she learned from Bridge the City. So what's a better testament than someone's own grandma? With that, folks, thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, Benjamin Rangel, and Casey O'Holic. Editing was by me and music by Casey Masters. Please, please, as always, reach out to us and let us know how you have helped Bridge the City. <laughs> <laughs>